We need to get back to where evidence matter, facts matter, and reliable data is the source of that fact and evidence, and it must start somewhere. So why not in one of our most influential part of our society, where we spend at least eight hours a day working, and who is better to drive that transformation than all of you listening? I have interviewed a dozen of experts within the field of people analytics to inspire you and share their know-how about how you can extract and use important people data in your decision making. Today I have with me Luke Whelan, uh, and I'm really happy to have him have you here today, uh, Luke. Uh, it is uh, I've heard a lot about you about your achievements, about how you are really a free spirit guy who, who loves to be challenged, who loves to find challenges and solve them. Uh, and that you are, uh, yeah, you're good at it. That's what I hear. Um, so we're gonna deep uh, dig a little bit into people analytics and hear more about uh, how you're thinking. Yeah. Uh, so let's just start simple. You're actually lucky to see me today. I uh, I was flying from Ireland to Helsinki and Helsinki yeah. to Stockholm. And uh, I was flying with a, a colleague of mine and we were having this discussion we landed in Helsinki yeah we had three hours yeah. and uh, we got into this discussion about uh, onboarding and the effect that it can have on employees and uh, mm. we we're building something roughly on the laptop just 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 to have a discussion yeah we missed our flight and uh, we were stuck in Helsinki <laughs> okay. for six hours we end up getting in here last night 10 o'clock last night Jesus. so yeah and that's so yeah uh, this right. is close that's to my heart this is close to my heart and yes she, she's out there somewhere like we we barely made it I was oh, I was not looking I, forward to reading lucky board, me so. yeah, I yeah. would say and lucky <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, tell me just a little bit about yourself and what drives you, what what's, what motivates you in life? Yeah, so, um, you know, outside of uh, the data science piece, um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Land Rover enthusiast. So uh, I drive 60 year plus Land Rovers around the globe, uh, love doing it. And usually that results in me continuing to put them together en route to whatever destination I'm going on. Um, I was coming back from Europe last year and I had to rebuild my engine at the side of the road. I have a picture here somewhere. Yeah. Um, but l absolutely love us. The but ha have you like been stranded? Yes. Oh yeah. I, you have? Yeah. I was at so the what do you do when you get stranded? Uh, well, you know, there's the, usually there, usually whatever problem is there can be solved. So, yeah, there's right. always, so I always have a set number of parts that I bring with me and yeah. I've never had to call in for a tow. I've always gotten home, but usually- You're I'll kidding? Oh, every time. Wow. There's a, I'll show you. There's a picture of me literally- um, uh, in the engine bay, building, build, rebuilding my engine at the side of the road, and I still managed to drive home from Amsterdam. Um, it wow! Was, it was an experience and a half, and so that's what motivated me to partake in the Santana Trophy next year. So I'll be competing in the Moroccan desert uh, with lots of other types of trucks, and the idea is to get across, do a course across the desert as quickly as possible. And I'll be doing it in a 1958 truck that I pulled out of a ditch less than a year ago, and put together <laughs> in my free time. So. so, do you have free time? Uh, so how it works is I, I have a very, very, very understanding uh, 
COO who I report into and that uh, she knows that my creativity needs to be encouraged yeah. and so I will I will go crazy into a particular topic and yeah. right, right now I've been working on uh, machine learning with, with how it affects turnover and engagement yeah. and then I disappear I'll, I'll, I'll take a long weekend yeah. or sometimes longer and I'll rebuild something or disappear I, camping or spear fishing or something. Yeah. I must say though I mean I, I think yeah I mean there are a few of you I, I would say in the world mm-hmm. uh, but I also I have another friend, uh, his name is Puya, and he's also, you know, rock star uh, kind of a thing. I see him. He doesn't see himself like that. I see him like that. And it's like every two, every, every year, two months, he just takes off, no matter where he's working or what he does. And he goes somewhere in the world and in a secure, you know, place and just sits there for himself. And for, but he's more about, you know, doing work and doing things that he never does and, and so on. So, but this is his thing, you know, and your thing is, is doing the trucks and, and going yeah. and, and Range Rovers and yeah. Yeah. So actually when I get home. Are you a new breed? Sorry. I, 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 <laughs> it's, it's funny. I, I, the, the colleague I have with me today, she's, yeah. she's very similar in a lot of ways. Um, so I, I do, I, I do actively seek out others yeah. that are kind of in the same sort of mentality but uh, you know my boss is allowing me to uh, my CEO to I'm going to stay in a beach for the next two weeks yeah. um, and I'm going to just fish and I'm going to work I've got my internet I've got everything uh, yeah. and, and that's that's yeah, yeah that's so what you need I'm, I'm a millennial things, I'm, a, I'm really. a typical millennial you know I need to be oh, okay. nurtured and Thank encouraged you you're, you're and embracing I'm it, embracing you know? it you know yeah, we it. are high maintenance but we're high output <laughs> you know we're very creative if we're nurtured the right way um, I love to hear it. I love to hear it, Luke. Uh, I'm, I'm amazed and I'm really, really impressed, actually. So, uh, I mean, I know that you talk about that you say that you reduced, uh, if we're going to topics now, yes. uh, reduce employee turnover with 30% at the call center. How do you work with reducing employee turnover? Because that's, I mean, that's one of the biggest questions. Yeah. So, okay. Um, there's, there's a lot of, there's, there's a lot of, uh, sub questions and answers to really to really go through the problem. That's what I'm talking about yeah. today. But I guess if if I talk about the first business case, so yeah. I'm today I'm going to talk about an initiative which became a business case. It was an idea, an initiative, business case, and then I started scaling it out with other customers, um, and ultimately it became a product. Um, so if I give you a bit of uh, a backstory, uh, so TallyVest, we provide um, surveys, but that's one of the solutions yeah. that we do. Um, so you can have pulse surveys, you can have an always on survey within a community. Uh, we do the onboarding survey, uh, the engagement and exit. So we had a company um, in the call center business. Um, we, we tailor to a lot of them <coughs> and they just had extreme turnover. And so, um, I was interested in the idea. So I always recommend anyone in the data science world that's going to do a project and they want to solve a problem at scale. Step one is not diving into the data. Do not do that. Um, Step one is actually getting onto the floor and Mm. either working with the the sales rep or else Mm. actually working with the customer themselves. Okay. So I decided I took over from the analyst Mm. and I said, I'm going to do these reports, even though, uh, yeah, I I haven't done those types of reports in a long time. I was like, I'm going to take care of this customer. I want to understand what's going on. And it became very, very clear that uh, they were getting data and it was being produced back. You know, we're giving them data. It's been produced back to the leadership team and it was just a, oh, that's nice. Uh, that was mm. it. We were just literally giving them, you know, that you have your NPS scores and different engagement questions. Yeah. And it was just, that's nice. So I decided to have a bit of an experiment, which was uh, if I was to map. So if we talk about machine learning for a second, um, 
will I do a quick high-level definition of machine learning or will I just talk uh, into yeah, the Yeah, just talk to Okay, so uh, I decided that I would approach it and see if, you know, if I, if I use random forest, could I understand um, why people leave you know, prematurely versus why people stay for a long yeah. time. So I, I put um, every single employee um, together, okay, scrub data, so all GDPR yeah. compliant, and all the questions that they asked, okay, and then I mapped each person to the outcome, which was ultimately how long they stayed for. Mm. And so I got the mo model to to focus on the people that left within six months. Mm. And so it was actually highlighting, you know, core factors that were causing this problem okay okay so the pain factors i'm very passionate yeah. about i do not like going to a mechanic or doctors and them saying yes you have a problem they can confirm it yeah. uh here's something we'll try we don't really know yet i I've, yeah. that really frustrates me so i like to get down to as close to the problem as possible um so in this particular case i was able to highlight the core uh, reason so for example with management it was you know, mm. management was one thing but that was a bit vague so i used principal yeah. component analysis to actually find out what was it in management that was causing the problem turned out it was uh, not giving personal time off poor mm. communication poor work-life balance, okay? Yeah. It was nothing to do with salary at all. Yeah. So then, uh, I, once again, using PCA, I was able to connect this all together and actually look at the text. So there's different questions you can ask, text boxes, et cetera, like pros yeah. and cons of working in the company. And we were able to actually see uh, the core problems with individuals. That that was that was the we were able to see the core issue. Yeah. Um. So we decided to present it back to them. Um. Now the thing is, we we wow. believe in anonymous surveys. Yeah. Now the reason for this is, um, yeah. if you were to compare uh, doing an exit survey in person, this is a study that's been published, yeah. versus doing an anonymous exit survey, forty percent of the answers change when you do an anonymous exit survey. Yeah. Okay. So and also when you do it anonymous, you get a great uh, return rate. People actually. Completed. So I decided that we present it back to these business leaders to see what happened. Okay. And they invited me down to their office um, when they saw it and they wanted me to talk with them through it. And the problems were just so direct um, yeah. that they had Actionable. to they had to make an action. They had to. Yeah. It was there. This is the problem. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. People are leaving fast. It's costing you a lot of money. Yeah. And between internal and external analysis, I was able to put a dollar figure of how much it was going to cost them with, you know, the cost of onboarding, recruiting. And then we know the statistic out there, which roughly it takes about 10 months for an employee to become, you know, uh, to actually start producing a standard output. Yeah. Um, and uh, they jumped on it straight away. Wow. And from there, um, we, we, we kept giving the reports every month. And within six months. And they months, read it. And they read it. Yes. They made actions. And it, it was amazing seeing the change. It was amazing. It was amazing. Like even just people that were moving the next month, they were they were making actions so quickly that the the the, the problems were changing. The problems yeah. were actually changing. It was insane. Yeah. To see that, like, I, and I've worked with LinkedIn's data, right? Yeah. But to see uh, having a conversation yeah. with, a, with, a, with a decision maker, yeah. showing them data and actually seeing the data changing. changing. Yeah, that's absolutely it, it, incredible. Yeah. It, it makes amazing things in, uh, in our Brains. It's I, like explodes. I, really, I, I'm I'm strongly against dr drinking. You know, a company's cooler, my own Kool Aid. Once again, uh, millennial. Yeah. Um, but I was I was off of my own Kool Aid yeah. because yeah. it was making a change. Yeah, uh, and so that that brought them down within six months. It yeah. brought down their in turnover by thirty percent. Now yeah. it continued since then, and we. But once again, like mm. the law of diminishing margin returns, you're going to get yeah. somewhere, and then you realize that there are other reasons why people leave. For example, yeah. you know, new opportunities and stuff like that. Right? It's yeah, not an I internal mean, problem. Some, some and we're in the age of the millennial so. as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that that's I, I believe that's a nice high level answer. What specific? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Specifics? I mean that, that that's perfect. That's perfect. So, um, what are the hot topics?
topics, technologies right now in the market? Uh, if I'm HR listening to this, what should I go for? What should I am? And what are what is overhyped? You know, because there are always and there is always a bubble. Not a big bubble, but right now it's a small bubble, but it will increase, of course, uh, in, within people analytics. So I'm, I'm very. You're going to see from my presentation. I'm, I'm a very simple person, um, and so I believe, like with this technology, simplicity is absolutely key. Mm. Um, so you, if you go onto your LinkedIn live feed. Um, or even these events, you're going to hear AI and ML and all sorts of jargon thrown around the place, right? Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, uh, just from working with, um, like, so I do a lot of consulting now. I've decided yeah. it's a bit of a passion of mine now. It's amazing. I, I got I got such a high off that one individual customer that I had to start doing a little bit more consulting. Yeah. Um, but what I find is that, you know, a hot topic in HR right now is awareness. You know, like, it, it, and once again, I know you've probably heard it a million times yeah. and probably years ago we were talking about this in the big data summit. Yeah. But awareness is something that um, HR leaders are not exactly getting. Like, yeah. uh, and even um, the gentleman from Pfizer was talking about this morning, uh, more in dollar amounts and stuff like that. Here's a dollar impact, but ultimately um, getting some sort of an idea of like, the people, because HR prioritizes on people, getting an idea of how many people from what type of department okay, are having these problems that are going to go soon. Just being able to say that in a sentence, keep dollars out of it. Mm. Uh, it gives it, it gives awareness to where in the organization um, is causing the problem. And it usually gives a why as well. Yeah. The how, they already know that, you know. Yeah. HR, like it's a, it's an old organization. They're, yeah. they're, as I said, I, I'm, I'm meeting a couple of them. I said, my colleague, uh, she's in HR operations in the hotel yeah. industry. Um, she knows how to solve the problems. She's very good at that. But when it comes to identifying it, uh, that's that's the problem. You know, yeah. because it's all generic. Like they, they, they keep to the same, um, they keep to the same description when it comes to like identifying problems. Yeah, and, and it seems sometimes, from my point of view, that, that HR is trying to, and and companies in general do one size fits all. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, now we need to do this and everybody everybody needs this. But when we look at the data, you see that there is actually different needs. You know, we humans as an organism, are extremely complex. It has taken evolution a few million years to make our brain this cool. But evidence and data shows that human behavior is quite predictable. I am predictable. You are predictable. Your actions, our actions are predictable. But if our actions are predictable to a large extent, then we could be able to predict both you and your organization's behavior. How predictive can you be with the human workforce? I mean, you work with, with TallyWest, you, you're, you're quite deep into that. Yes. Um, okay, so uh, I'll kind of veer off a little bit, but I'm going to yeah, keep, keep at it. Um, so uh, being predictable. Um, okay, so one of my very first projects that, that, that pretty much just kick-started my entire career um, I designed a, a system that could uh, predict uh, what accounts were at risk. Okay, mm. um, and so um, this this model it was just it was just a probability. So if mm. it was high, yeah. you know, what, what do you guys say over here? The cow is on the ice. Yeah, you know, so yeah, make yeah. an action if it's low. Uh, I, I was looking up idioms to say today, <laughs> and that, that was one. Um, but um, it 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 was predictable, but ultimately it needed more data. Um, but what I found with uh, it, it that made an, a direct eight million dollars worth of impact in the first twelve months of its existence. Now 
everyone says impact, okay? And yeah. some people, I, the definition of impact annoys me a little bit because mm-hmm. you'll see analysts and they'll be in a room. They won't contribute, yeah. but because they're in a room, they'll yeah. say that they impacted whatever that deal value was, right? Yeah. Drives me insane. Yeah. Um, this particular initiative, I tracked it in such a way that nobody could get the support from this initiative mm-hmm. unless they put through that the account was gone, okay? Mm-hmm. So, and then from there, uh, that had to be reviewed by their sales manager and then they got the support. So it was a direct eight okay. million worth of Brookings brought back. That's what I wow. spoke about the first time I was here. Okay. Um, so it was predictable, but needed more data. And I, I, you know, it's, it, it constantly needs more work, like all models, like all intelligence, yeah. like all kids, that, that's just how it works. Right. Um, but when it comes to the HR stuff, okay. So our data is powered by two things. I like to use the body and soul analogy. Okay. Um, so the, the soul of every employee is the engagement. So it's powered by, you know, the surveys and everything else. Okay. And then the body is essentially, um, their output. So like you get it from, um, a CRM or different sort of things. Right. Yeah. But if we talk about just the soul for a second, the engagement, how predictable can it mm. be? So my model, it's very predictable. It's, it's very predictable at the moment. It's very strong. So it's at a it's at a 68% accuracy at the moment. So when we look at past data, like which is amazing for mm. like a very small company with small data sizes, like nothing to mm. the size of LinkedIn. It's it's strong. Mm. Um but what I find is it, to to really push uh, that predictable side, I would be encouraging um, uh, like any HR uh, decision makers or anyone data mm. science in this area to start looking at behavioral therapists, workforce behavioral therapists, mm. because ultimately, uh, if you look at most engagement surveys, a lot yeah. of the same questions are being asked, right? Yeah. But the age of the millennial has changed. We're talking about the gig economy, people working from home. Yeah. Our sensitivities have changed. Yeah, okay? absolutely. Um, it's not just about the manager anymore. It's 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 about, you know, <coughs> our, our surroundings. It's not just a work-life balance. Yeah. Right? So uh, th- that predictable piece, uh, our models are strong, right? And there are a lot of models out there that are uh, just as strong. But to really push it, um, we need to start thinking about the source, which we can impact straight away, which is bringing those workforce behavioral therapists in because they can mm-hmm. really, they, there's a science behind it. Yeah. They can design questions to get more information that ultimately yeah. will help us do our job better. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what's in my head right now. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about it quite a bit yeah. and we're seeing that it does make a difference. So when can we leave basically, is there a time in the future where we can leave the questions behind? You know what I mean? I mean, people are, uh, again, I, again I, I'm... I built, I've been part of, uh, you know, the main part of building weekly. We try to really, you know, we have 93 questions or a lot of scientific da 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 da. But people are still somewhere along the line are going to get sick of answering the questions. Can we leave the questions at some time and rely on other sources of data that could be as important about the soul? Now we're talking about the soul, not about the, you know, uh, other day type of data, like when you stop and quit and da da da, when you're sick and so on. Um, um, so uh, this, once again, I, I was having this conversation with someone, so here's something bizarre. Okay, okay give but, it to me. But just... It's it's been in my head. Um, okay, so we talk about uh, if we talk about the employee life cycle, just at the high level, um, different yeah. impacts come in that you know ultimately will make an employee more productive, less productive, or leave. Right? Yeah. So the thing is, uh, do you remember when was the last time you did an aptitude test? Now, just like I did when I was fourteen. Yeah. You know, and it was it helped me pick out my career trajectory. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Now I know your question was about how can we move away from the questions, but just the aptitude tests yeah. is something that's been in my head lately because I wonder, you know, if if a strong enough aptitude test, just one, yeah. is developed. Okay. Yeah. We already have the star sign date and stuff like that, and some of it actually is quite compelling. 
Okay. And then we have, you know, if you get promoted, you get demoted, job title, yeah. your stuff on LinkedIn. Okay. Yeah. I feel that there's something really interesting there that is worth pursuing because yeah. you could have like a base data set, which is like someone's aptitude. Yeah. And then you could have changers and drivers that impact that in different industries. For example, yeah. if you get promoted in finance, you, you know, um, in Ireland, you might not get a bigger raise as if mm. you're promoted in tech in Ireland, things yeah. like this that could ultimately change. So without having engagement surveys, maybe there's something like this, right? Yeah. And instead where the question and survey would go, it would go to a job instead. So for example, if yeah. you're a recruiter and you're a job instead of having a job description yeah you're gonna have to have that anyway but yeah. why don't why doesn't the recruiter fill in mm. a multiple choice survey right so that it instead of like because that's a highly inefficient oh it's such yeah. a popular business right but it's yeah. highly inefficient yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Uh, all the views and very few applications mm. and all that kind of thing but what if a multiple choice survey was done for a job instead, yeah, right? yeah and it matched to um, this this aptitude exactly. that has is constantly being adjusted, like our timeline's been adjusted mm. all the time. It's just just something uh, mad. It's, it's just, mad, but I it's, like it. I but, like that. You know, so so I I think that could get away from the survey culture yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, the other thing is again, right, I'm I'm pushing it. I I think we are going to get so stuck with the with survey I culture try, for a while, but. I try to not uh, go off on my own Kool-Aid or my company's Kool-Aid. Uh, right? So if I talk about it in my company's perspective, so we yeah. also do communities, okay? And so communities, um, it's so, you know, we'll have alumni communities, you know, yeah. so when you leave, you join and keep connected with everyone you've worked with and the company's worked in the past. Um, and then, you know, we have current employee communities as well. I think they're called engagement communities. Yeah. And so the thing is, it's, it's really interesting. Like, I think there's, there's an opportunity there to once again, mm. take over the survey mm. industry. Because, for example, I wanted to know one company reached out and said, listen, we're working on diversity and inclusion. Can you help us yeah. out? So I was like, right, um, my, my the, the head of engagement, Neve, she started doing a campaign and started mm. running different campaigns and getting different posts pushed out. Mm. And so we just looked at um, what execs were actually not interacting with the diversity and inclusion posts. Yeah. Something as simple as that. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. um, because there you go. There's your target <laughs> yeah. audience you need to work on. The senior executives within engineering, problem they viewed, didn't interact, didn't like nothing. Yeah. Let's zone in on them. And it worked. So, you know, yeah. perhaps maybe it's, it's, it's that awareness piece yeah. You're still connected, you know, but mm. you're not exactly answering a survey. So yeah. there's two: one crazy and one more related yeah, yeah, to my company. But and have you have you heard about this? Uh, I think it was I, I don't remember exactly, but I think it was done a study in uh, at Harvard uh, or um, I, I'm not sure exactly where, uh, where they actually looked at uh, GPS data to predict uh, predict um, um, Jesus depression. GPS or location? Yes, your GPS movements in your phone uh, to predict uh, depression, and I found it uh, quite interesting. The less you move, yeah, well, uh, I, could, I could I could be on with that. Yeah, yeah, and, and and sunlight maybe. You know, which part of the world you're in? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and and it, it was interesting, and it got me thinking about: Is it possible to move, find other data sources to move beyond the questions to see if you're going to um, predict some uh, health or health-related issue or engagement issues uh, based on your uh, based on other data, not just movement data, but other type of data, but that's uh, just 
trying to pick your brain. Oh basically. yeah, well, like you know, uh, there's there's what well, there's so many brands out there now with 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 the with the bands that yeah, you yeah. know to your heart and location, all that kind of stuff. Like yeah. just that data alone. But the thing yeah. is, you need to have they ultimately you need to have some way of collecting the outcome. So for example, yeah. uh, if I'm wearing this band right now, I don't I try not to list uh, product names. If yeah, I yeah. Um, so if I, if I wear one of these awareness bands for my fitness, yeah. Um, you know, how do they know that I ended up being depressed, right? Yeah. Because ultimately they need an outcome to have a strong model. So that would be kind of the one thing that's going with me, but maybe if they could uh, join it with maybe like public health data or something, that, that'd be really interesting. Yeah. Like I, I'd, I'd like the sound of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. All right. Um, so um, how do we, I mean, do you create, have you created like, uh, statistic for people and the statistic for individual performance uh, yeah, or well, just group group uh, well, well so the thing is right so I focus on remember like we, we, we protect uh, we're, we're, we're very pa- passionate about protecting the identity like it's about absolutely it's about driving an action of the company but like yeah. not hiding identity and it's anonymous and all those kind of things so in terms of um, you know uh, measuring output yes so we're only starting to go into so the body and soul analogy we've we've very much nailed the soul piece yeah. uh, the body piece now we're starting to take in CRM data and all that kind of stuff but once again it's only relevant to to revenue generating headcount yeah. sales reps you could use it for customer success as well yeah um so that's we're only just starting to scratch that surface and i was speaking with a professor in trinity yeah. and he has an amazing algorithm um and it's all about identifying uh the the output of engineers and he pulls mm-hmm. data he pulls data from uh, the likes of slack to measure the responsiveness from yeah, yeah. git repo- yeah, exactly. repositories so uh, your question I'm only really touching the surface, and if I gave you anything, it would just be very high level and right, not really right. worth your time or your listeners' time. Oh well, uh, all right, all right, all right. I mean, it's interesting to see. Um, so, how do you like when 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 you want to? I mean, you talked about uh, you you mentioned it a little bit maybe, uh, but how do you? keep the information easy to consume because there has been a discussion about it during the day that how do you actually uh, give depth but at the same time make it understandable for for because you're I mean you are uh, you're well you're well you know a lot about these issues you know how the algorithms are behind it and so on but for a normal manager it's you know they're quite lost uh, yeah uh, um, so is there a yeah, so once again... Um, Do you have a, like a theory about this? Yeah, well, I, I, I simple simple is always better. Um, yeah. You know, and then the thing is as well, it's 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 uh, the silo effect, which drives me mad. Uh, so most of the time, you know, you'll find that a lot of these managers and HR and different business lines, yeah. they can put two and two together. Um, but the problem is, and, and they can they, they understand the statistics, they're just getting misleading statistics and it's usually due to the silo effect. Um, yeah. I, was in, I was in a room with a company there last week in the pharmaceutical industry. And um, they, one employee could have gone through five different surveys <clears throat> over a year. Mm. And um, those five different surveys stored with five different teams 
with with wow. uh, five different sets of questions. So okay. each each uh, silo or each department yeah, thought yeah, that yeah, they yeah. were that there was a main data point driving a specific mm. outcome of that employee. Mm. So that in itself, and you see that that's crazy. very common in uh, for massive sales organizations that yeah. use CRMs because each manager and each rep will have a different definition of what quota attained means. Yeah. Um, so step one is the silo effect. It just has to be has to be gone. Yeah. Um, and step two, it is simplicity like uh, an yeah. education um mm. spending that time like i i do a lot of mentoring but um any uh, like for example when when i met one of my team members uh, in customer success that joined tallyvest uh wasn't a data savvy individual but you find mm. if you educate yeah. and keep things simple um and once again the side, the source is a huge piece because i yeah. find a lot of people can google they can understand all of these metrics yeah. and the way you visualize it like ultimately um like every Every uh, I hate saying the word dashboard, but every yeah. every dashboard that, yeah. that that I I that I develop, okay, it's it's always about the underlining um, data point that really drives the 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 the, the movement. So, for example, yeah, we we have it in such a way that we allow the HR business partner to decide which that is. So you can choose NPS over time or any of those engagement metrics, yeah. and you can see how it changes in different groups. Um, but I think the key to that success there is eliminating the silo effect yeah. uh, education good. and simplicity good good yeah um, all right and you by the way you asked something there earlier um about any sort of like uh metrics yeah. in terms of like measuring outputs yeah um one thing that uh, i've been doing lately is measuring the difference uh, or the discrepancy between internal mps with with employees versus the external mps with customers mm. and customer satisfaction yeah and it's amazing i've been seeing correlations now with quite yeah. a few customers so something that's probably should be dived into in more detail. Definitely. I mean, yeah. uh, I know it's what you talked about, but just, yeah, it's, yeah, that, that, that is, there is, there, I think there is where you actually have a business, you know, uh, business opportunity, uh, as a company to really dig deep into that. But even if you just look at like the machine learning, uh, yeah. opportunity, right. You know, you can yeah. look at when they both dive down together, use that as yeah. an outcome. And then you can basically look at the variables that drive that outcome on both sides. There yeah. has to be similarities. Of it has course. to be similar drivers and ultimately yeah. they focus on that to improve their uh, customer satisfaction. Yeah. You know, that's the goal. More money, but also happier customers or unhappy employees. You know, Absolutely. So, yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, I think we could talk for uh, at least an hour. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I, I think I have a talk to go to soon, but yeah, I, yeah, I, can, talk, but I can talk all day. Yeah, Irish, yeah. Irish, we talk all day. <laughs> all right. Uh, lovely to have you here. I hope I can have a rain check. Like, uh, I don't know if you say rain check, but let's say it, uh, where I can call you back and maybe have a new interview with you. Yeah, of course. Uh, I'm coming over for the Data Innovation Summit. I oh, think perfect. possibly 2020, the Data 2020 right. as well. So. I think after this, Goran wants me to be interviewing everybody at Data Innovation yeah. Summit. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. All right. Uh, nice to have you. Good luck. And uh, see you soon again. Slong go foil, like a square my just like Edison tried more than 2,000 times to create the lamp and never gave up, we need to find ways to invent the future of people analytics.